Hi, everybody. My name is B. Bonner, and you're listening to Community Voices right here on NPR Illinois. And today, I am talking to Tom Raymond and Samantha Inns about their new business, The Cat's Pajamas. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, B. Yeah, no problem. Well, before we jump into all of that, we want to hear a little bit about you both. So, Samantha, we'll start with you. Where are you from? Okay, so I actually grew up in the Kankakee area, which if you're not familiar, it's about halfway between Champaign and Chicago, like on 57. I moved here to Springfield in 2017 mm-hmm. because this guy here got a job down here. <laughs> so uh, we moved down here and we've been here ever since. Just kind of trying to keep ourselves involved. We're all about local. And so I am elected to the board of trustees at Lincoln Land Community College. I am a realtor with the real estate group. I have my podcast. It's called The Reader's Quadrant. We go over chapter by chapter the Empyrean book series by Rebecca Yaros, which is Fourth Wing and Iron Flame, if you're not familiar. Outside that also, we have a two-year-old named Kieran. So if you come around to the cafe, you will most likely see him. (laughs) So how's life been with trying to balance everything? That's a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. We just do the best we can. We have to take our son with us a lot of places, and it's just, if you want to do something, you find the time. That's right. I'll tell people that all the time, and you make it work, so that's awesome. Tom, let's go to you. So why did you bring Samantha down here, and where are you from? Yeah, I make a bit of a joke about where I'm from because I don't have a lot of roots outside of Springfield because I was born in Paducah, Kentucky, but I was there for about a year. And then I moved to Florida for about six years. So I didn't really do any much besides like preschooling there. And from there, moved to O'Fallon, Illinois. My mother moved us there to be closer to her family. And then we were there for my grade schooling. And I went to Champaign for undergrad, came here to Springfield for graduate school, met Samantha through some friends, and then moved to Kankakee briefly for a year. And that's when I brought her back when I found better work here. I've been in Springfield for about over 10 years now total. I also recently this summer worked with the Lincoln Home with their Rails and Trails program, which goes between here and Chicago on the Amtraks, where I helped kind of explain the history along Route 66, Amtrak stops and everything else with uh, another volunteer. We didn't have a lot of activity this time because it was my first year, but I do look forward to it again and recommend other people because it is kind of a fun thing to do during the summer. You get a free ride from here to Chicago, a quick break in Chicago, and then over back down. I did also the Activator magazine, which is unfortunately no longer running after this month, but we do still have the art issue out. I recommend going to the Facebook page and finding all the fun places I distributed because for the last three years, I was helping them out to go between the central Illinois area, not just Springfield. They had mostly Springfield handled themselves. But I really want to ensure that the local artists and musicians in the area got the outreach outside of Springfield, kind of trailing on this old concept. But I really wanted to make sure our local artists and musicians were definitely getting the outreach out there. And that's kind of a lot of my mindset still to this day is why I volunteer within our community is because we need to have a strong foundation for people to enjoy what we have to offer in this community and what we can help bring in as well. It sounds like you all are very strong advocates for Springfield Local and making this a vibrant city. And, you know, you also worked with another one of our great partners here at UIS, another one of our great departments, Innovate Springfield. I know you were in their co-starters program, which I think is so cool. Can you all tell us a little bit about your experience? I saw that they had 
offer like a reasonable price space to be able to work and have a mail slot and be able to connect with other business people in town. And they had a cohorts program, which helped better develop my business plan and being able to better talk with business leaders in the area and really convince them that this was a viable option for the community. So Innovate Springfield was a very strong business partner for us the entire time. And, you know, everybody's probably wondering, okay, you've been hinting at why these people are here. So, yes, a cat cafe is coming to Springfield very, very soon. And so I know a lot of people are listening and they're like, B, you're not asking the important questions about this. (laughs) So I'm going to jump into some of those questions. First of all, what is a cat cafe? Where did this originate? Where did you all get this idea? So the original ideas of Cat Cafe, I'm going to bore about the original history. They originate from Japan and the original cat cafes in Japan have feral cats that kind of roam through the cafes and cafe guests just interact with them and enjoy their time with them. But for America, we have to adjust it because of other health codes and uh, cultural reasonings. And so we have adjusted to where they are more of an isolated room and they're usually shelter cats that are adoptable. So here in America, our cat cafes are not always the same between each one. You can always find a very different one. Like one in Chicago is a cat Cade, which has uh, arcade games you can play with the cats. The one in St. Louis now house. It's just a basic room, but they also offer uh, cafe products. Up in Bloomington, the Cats Meow, the first one in central Illinois. So this is really an idea that's popping up and been going around a lot lately. And it's definitely helpful for people to relax and enjoy the company of cats and to help shelters with adoption processes, especially with cats not always getting the attention they need and deserve and the people getting the help they also need and deserve. Yeah, it's just, it's a different experience. You know, when you go to a shelter and you're looking at cats, you see nine times out of 10 cats in cages and you can't always get a feel for like the personality of a cat as much as you would like i mean dogs you can see a little bit more but like with cats they it's just different so with this you actually can get the experience of you know a cat jumping in your lap you know and be like oh it chose me (laughs) um you know and just kind of like see how they play and it's how they react like with you personally so you would get a better feel if they're a good fit for you in your home. I absolutely love that. And you know, before we move on, I know we're talking about the Cat Cafe and where it originated from and how it kind of got started, but I know some people are looking at the name of the Cat Cafe and they're like, okay, so where did this name come from? So how did you all kind of come up with it? The weirdness of the spelling of the name, it's just its just kind of a fun little tidbit. The apostrophe is after the S because, again, I like the plural possessive of the community. We're all in this together. The cats, we're all here. And it's the pajamas with a Y because that's a uh, British slash Australian spelling of pajamas from an old show called Bananas and Pajamas. The whole, the cat's pajamas, it's a callback. The pajamas is a callback to that and the comfortability and the funness of uh, our childhood. And that's what we're trying to emphasize, trying to, you know, let people have some fun and relax and kind of bring some happiness in their life again. Oh, that is so funny. But you all have been able to capture like the nostalgia and just, you know, good vibes and like good feeling when it comes to the Cat Cafe. Now, on another note, earlier you brought up some of the challenges and differences between the Cat Cafes and like Japan and other places and here in the United States. So can you let us know how you all navigated and kind of overcame some of that? Because I don't think we know the behind the scenes and the regulations that you really have to abide by. We just kind of have to keep asking each question as we go, like, what's their zoning 
for it. And we've talked to the city about that. Since we're not actually be cooking products on site, we had to make sure and clear that with the county health department just to ensure what kind of products we can have and such until we have to talk with them. We have to talk with the city again about liquor license. Uh, we actually recently talked with the Illinois Department of Agriculture because they have a welfare application license that we need to fill out and complete with our shelter, which will be the Animal Protective League. It's just uh, regulations and licensing and certifications to ensure that our cats are healthy and well taken care of. We want to make sure everyone who comes through and sees that them that they're safe. Our main priority is always the health and safety of our cats because if they're not well taken care of, then we're not doing a good job. Yeah. Well, another thing I wanted to talk about is safety, too, because, you know, as somebody that grew up with the crazy cat, I mean, y'all, this cat did not like me. I mean, she (laughs) that would be a whole nother segment we would have to do on that. (laughs) But, you know, as people are coming in to, you know, interact with the cats and sometimes they could be a bit temperamental. Some Mm -hmm. are very, very sweet. But then you also have to worry about maybe some darting out the door and everything. How are you working to ensure safety? So we do have a waiver that everyone who comes in will be required to sign. Just kind of saying you are here with animals. They may scratch or bite just so that you're aware. Well, so, you know, just do some basic education with people, you know, just... Don't try to upset the cats. Yeah, don't try to upset the cats on purpose. Plus, we're also working with the shelters so that we should have cats that are, you know, of a temperament where they will be good with people. And then we also, in terms of escaping... The way our building is, like, there's an exterior door, mm-hmm. you come in a short hallway, and then we have our own door. So we have kind of, like, that double layer to prevent any from getting out. There's a lot more to it, too, because our space isn't just that window mm-hmm. front room. That's going to be the reception area mm-hmm. because from there, there will be a hallway people will go through and then now open up to the cafe area, which will be three rooms back. It's about a 1,000 square feet for the cats to roam around and live in. Their likelihood of going from their cafe area to the hallway, to the reception area, to the foyer, mm-hmm. to the Adam Street area. There's a lot of barriers. There. There's a lot of barriers <laughs> to ensure the safety of your cats from escaping. So we are keeping that in mind and ensuring their safety. And also for and talking about the temperament of cats, we discussed that with APL about culturing them mm-hmm. within our cafe and ensuring that they have a couple of weeks to adjust to the new environment and be more relaxed and comfortable with people coming through so that they can kind of get interacted. And also if cat does not behave very long or very well with other cats or guests then we would just have to take it back to APL or try to reculture it on site. Well do you all have any advice for how people should best interact with cats? I think a lot of us miss that too. We see a cute animal we automatically want to run up and automatically touch and you know sometimes just like humans I think sometimes we need a little personal space and we need time to get to know you so how should we best interact with these cats that will be at the cafe? There's just a few tricks to usually notice with cat cafes and interacting with cats they don't like being picked up <laughs> they will come to you if they want to be with you if they're sleeping or laying about they probably don't mind being pet but be very soft and gentle and slow with them and if they indicate annoyance back off and find another cat because you probably like one but they might not want be with you at that time because they're probably a little tired from being with people for several hours and now wants now want a break some might you know swat at you because they want to be petted more because <laughs> you're petting them pet and you stop and they're like no 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 come back pet me more <laughs> and then you just kind of have to reach from there kind of to like show dominance and, and they're being aggressive with you and they're trying to take your food you're like You can then pick them up and put them down and just kind (laughs) of interact with them. If there's any issues with that, you get the staff and then we'll force the cats into a back room because they obviously can't handle lunch. Uh I I would also say, too, kind of like with dogs, like I would let a cat sniff you. It's like if you want to pet it, you know, reach your hand out and they will give you a little sniff. And then if they, you know, don't 
run away. If they stay there, then you should be fine to pet them. Okay, I'm taking notes for myself. <laughs> put the hand up. Okay, great. Don't put the hand up, right, yeah. I get it. I get it. Well, earlier you talked about not, you know, making food in house and, you know, having prepackaged things. So do you think you'll work with the other Adam Street and just downtown businesses to supply the food for the cafe? We've actually recently talked with the head brewer of Buzz Bomb, and hopefully we're going to get a beer associated with our cafe, and we'll work hopefully with the other breweries in town because we like to support our local local you know producers and such. We plan on getting coffee through Moxo and also maybe Custom Cup. We haven't been able to discuss all that with them yet just because we've been busy trying to gather uh, elements involved. We're also hoping to work with other vendors in town to get wholesale prepackaged products from them because we don't want to just be selling, you know, PepsiCo products mm-hmm. on site all the time. We want to try to really emphasize our local producers here in the Springfield area and in Illinois. Yeah, and like there's other, you know, like bakeries. Another thing that I do <laughs> is sometimes I will run a stall for the Golden Hour Bakehouse. Oh, yeah. And so we've talked with her and, you know, she's willing to work with us. So we'll hopefully have some of her baked goods for sale. The Itty Bitty Micro Farm, they have, in addition to their greens, they also make popcorn. And then we're going to just, you know, keep working with other local places as well. And shout out to those businesses. I believe every single one of those, you can find interviews with them that we've done here at Community Voices at our website, nprillinois.org. But this has been so fun to discuss these things. And as we're kind of wrapping up here, I want to end on this. What are you hoping that this business does for people here in Springfield, for their mental health, for just their entertainment, enjoyment? And what are you hoping that this does for the cats too? Because they are also a big part of this venture. So for me, it's more about just kind of helping to get these cats homes. This is a great transition for them from shelter life to home life. And in addition to that, it also helps the shelters because if we have them at our cafe, that helps clear room for them. So they're able to take on more or just eases the burden on them. And so I think that's kind of what it's all about, like in terms of that with the cats themselves. And it's just it's a less stressful environment for them. The reason why a lot of this started was because about five years ago, I actually had colon cancer. I found out about that over the summer five years ago and then had my entire colon removed that September and then had to go to chemotherapy subsequently that December. So it was about this time five years ago, I was going through chemotherapy in the middle of wintertime developing neuropathy, which has cold sensitivity, which makes things very difficult. So still having to work because I was uh, not having enough sick time having to recover from surgery, then having to go through chemotherapy, still having to work, going to home. There wasn't a lot of places for me to socialize and feel comfortable with because it was mostly bars and drinking wasn't very easy for me. still isn't that much either, but still try to uh, when I can socialize. But really desired and wished for a place for me to relax and enjoy time with uh, my friends and family and colleagues in the area. And unfortunately, there wasn't a place like there is now, like the Wakery and such that have opened up, which have definitely filled in some of that. But at the time, there was discussion about some feral cats here at UIS and how to handle them. And we recalled that, and we tried to think about a way to help out with that, and we started think of the idea of a cat cafe even then five years ago when I was recovering and that story was coming about but it really wasn't until two and a half years ago with the pandemic uplifting and there is definitely a need for more psychological and mental health help here in Springfield and everywhere honestly 
our soft opening of January 8th is being pushed back for various reasons, mostly for renovation, but we're still hoping to at least get some uh, pop-up adoption events with our shelter partners in town so that we can at least have some up in the front room area. So Mm -hmm. hopefully we'll have some pop-up events soon to announce. I'd also just want to say our Facebook page is facebook.com slash SPICatPJs. You can also email us at info at SPICatPJs.com. Correct. Well, sounds like you all have a great sense of partnership and community, which is a big part of why I think this is going to be so successful. So thank you, Tom Raymond and Samantha Enns, for stopping by telling us about the Cat's Pajamas, the new cat cafe coming to Springfield, Illinois. To hear more from the Community Voices team, visit nprillinois.org.